Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. At Worship Harvest, we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And in 2024, we are going and glorying. Amen. And the theme of season 21 is faith. Today, I'm going to be speaking about the warfare dimension of faith. The Bible says that the entrance of thy word brings light and understanding to the simple, not to the sophisticated. And a lot of what I'm going to be speaking about is faith as a weapon. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Which means that faith has a warfare dimension. We've looked at what faith can do for us. Above all. Above? Above all things that faith can do. Taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We can use our faith to access many things, but it's also most importantly for warfare. There are certain weapons that cannot do certain things, and there are things that you are going to counter using light, the word of God, using prayer, but there are things that you are going to counter using faith as a weapon. The Bible says, above all. There is a mystery that can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. You can use your faith to please God, you can also use your faith to access things from God, but above all, it is for your defense. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 5 and verse 4, that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. The word meaning cosmos, the Greek word for the world, cosmos. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. The greatest end time weapon Satan is going to use is not going to be immorality, it's not going to be terrorism. It's going to be an attack on our faith. Right now, when you read the media, there's a big attack. If you're a spiritual person and you understand that we're in the end times, you can realize that there's a big time attack on our faith using the media. There's a plan to attack men and women of God so that we can quench the faith of the body of Christ, the children of God. What they do is to attack them that have stood for our faith so that we can lose our faith. Amen. So, we are being hoodwinked by the media today to be made afraid. Once Christians are intimidated, they will not stand in that which God has called them to become. Because we're agents of light, we have an assignment to shine in this dark world. Satan is not interested in what is written. He is after you being separated from what God has said about you. Satan knows more scriptures than many people. It has always been his goal to make you be not believe what God has said so you can say out of your inheritance. There's an inheritance to receive if you stand out by faith. In that next segment, in the second segment of my message, I'll be talking about standing out in faith. Amen? But let me first set up this foundation. So the Bible says there's an inheritance to receive you stand out by faith. You know salvation is by grace through faith. By grace through faith. So faith is the inlet 
through which you get salvation. And whosoever believes shall not perish, but shall have an everlasting life. Our believing is the way of access into not just salvation, but also the things that come with salvation. The Christian journey is an invitation to live out our faith, to prove who we believed and believe. We did not believe a dead man like Muslims. I was reading recently and I realized that Muhammad actually believed in Jesus. He actually says that believe in Jesus. Muhammad, yes. The problem is that the Quran is written in Arabic and not many people understand. Amen. So, Jesus is a living person, and if only he can find a couple of people that believe him, that is alive and is working, he will partner with those. Even as I speak, he's here. I know it. Satan doesn't want you to have a consciousness of this fact. He wants you to live a life as if what you believe is a historical fact. You will start to see Jesus in your room. You are going to see him at your workplace. The things I'm talking about are true. You come, you have conversations. He's a man, he's living. Only if you have the faith, you will see him. The man is always here, but, not, but only those who live out their faith can have the consciousness of his presence. So what is under attack is your faith. It's what the enemy is after. You can only be defeated when you are made to lose your faith. If Satan can hack into your hedge, he can celebrate. I also want to let you know that you're not the first person to doubt God. All his choicest servants have had second thoughts about him, but they have overcome by faith. So the dimension of Satan that's after your faith is called the accuser of the brethren. Satan has dimensions just the way God has dimensions. That's why he has names. You can call him Lucifer. You can call him Satan. You can call him the old wise serpent. So he has dimensions, and these dimensions of him attack you based on differently. Yes, and based on the level at which you are, and based on circumstances. Amen. He has been around man for a long time that he knows how to fight man. That devil you're joking with, one of his names is called the old wise serpent. He has systems designed to combat all types of men. He knows which weapons unleash unto which kind of men. He knows what tool to deploy against you at which stage of life. His toolbox is full of weapons designed for you. I hope I'm talking to spirits with bodies and not bodies with spirits. Amen. So the time-tested strategy and tool of the enemy against those with a kingdom assignment as spoken by God through his word is called fear. False evidence appearing real. You see, fear triggers off a lot of secondary weapons. When a man is afraid, he can lie to try to save himself. When a man is afraid, he will kill, not to be discovered. Guilt is a function of fear. Malice is a function of fear. Do you know that those who, who you fear, fear you? A lot of what you fear actually fears you. That's why you fear it. The people who fear you intimidate you. If I don't fear, I don't need to intimidate you. I just deal with you. I don't say, kabuke, kabuke. Kabuke ondave. No, 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 no. I just deal with you. I don't have to, to put up an ultimatum. I'm helping somebody. All the intimidations speak about who you are that they fear. Amen. 
So, what you fear, fears you. A story one day, the choose of the brethren went to God. So you who fear Satan, huh? there is a conversation between God and Satan in the book of Job, chapter 1. Your Satan went to God. These two met. What I don't know if they, this was the last meeting. But I know according to the Bible that a chooser is always bringing cases to God. And Jesus has to intervene on our behalf. So that a chooser asks God to take out all the things that Job had to see. Had to see that if Job would have, still have the faith in God. I'm going to talk about the shield of faith. The hedge. Job chapter 1 and verse 9 to verse 11. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him? The hedge of faith. The man has faith and because of that there is a hedge around him. Around his household and around all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. That is what happens to a man of faith. Amen? So, the words of the accuser tell us something about the spiritual warfare dimension of faith. Satan says to God, you've put a hedge around him and that's why I can't get to him. So God takes away the things that would otherwise have given Job the basis of his faith, trusting God, but Job doesn't relent in his faith to God. Satan says that you have built a hedge around him. There was a secret that Job had that his friends did have. That faith is defense. He refused to let go of his shield. You can frustrate Satan by keeping what God spoke over you. It's called faith. Faith is a fight. The men of faith are men of fear. They stand even in the face of fear. They trust the word of God. Hallelujah. Peter walked on water, at least briefly. For as long as his faith could hold, he walked on water. Hallelujah. The victory is always in what God has said. The word of God is a sent word, and it is living. So when God sends a word, it is his word. And it is living, alive and working. Satan can be frustrated. You can wear Satan. You can make him tired. You can frustrate him. The devil is going to try, but if you have faith, you'll be found strong. I have a prophecy for a woman called Dorcas. Dorcas, D-O-R-C-U-S. The Lord says, go and forgive your brother because your promotion is near. The Lord says that all the things he has done are so painful, but you have to forgive. And the Lord tells me to tell you, you've been asking why. I had to write this prophecy because I, I could forget. So the Bible says that you trample upon serpents and scorpions and nothing will happen to you because there is a shield. No, that was a prophecy for Docus. Hey, you wanted me to close my eyes. <laughs> you people. <laughs> Let me tell you, and, and, that's, and that's what limits us. Many of us are prophetic, but we think you have to be so strange. No, 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 no. I can write down a prophecy and then read it out. It's okay. The Bible is prophecy. Amen. So you trample upon serpents and scorpions and nothing will happen to you because there is a shield. 
You in trampling against scorpions, you are doing it by faith because you are activating a written word. The heel of the offspring of the woman, it says, shall crush the head of the serpent. Everything God has said he will do. The word of God you believe is what you receive. Isaiah 54 verse 17, this is my life verse. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall condemn you, rise up against you, I will condemn. It says that the weapons shall be manufactured. The dust shall come, but there is a shield. Even those that you are yet to see, people under demonic anointing have been enabled creatively to fashion weapons against you. Yes, but there is a shield of faith. To attack a believer, you must deploy fear. So what is fear? I wrote a very small book, which when I wrote it, all the 300 copies were bought. That was like seven years ago. It was called False Evidence Appearing Real. I'm going to republish it. A lot of what I'm preaching is from that little book. It was about 40 pages. Yes. <laughs> so, false evidence appearing you. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The spirit of faith is what was given us to counter the evil spirit of fear. Whatever fear does, we've been given the spirit of faith. Every weapon has an equivalent that counters it. The realm of the spirit is legal and ordered. You can't misapply weapons and expect to win the war. You must use the exact weapon to counter what is being unleashed upon you. We know that Satan is after our faith. For as long as you are believing God, you are going to activate these promises. So, in ancient Middle East and parts of ancient Europe, the shields were almost the size of a man, about six feet. They were meant to cover all of you. They are not like these African shields where you like, like a, a basket. The shields we are talking about is the shield that cut, it's, it was a long shield. That's what they were talking about. So in your imagination, think about that. When you think of the shield of faith, don't think about this basket. <laughs> so the spiritual antidote to fear is the shield of faith. And within this, there is power. Power, power against powers, right? There is love. The Bible says that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts away fear. First John chapter 4 verse 18. There is also understanding, all oh, the spirit of wisdom, all oh, the sound mind. We fear what we don't know and we don't know what we fear. Your faith is equal to the amount of what deposited inside of you. This is what Pastor B3 teaches us. Have the word of God. Have the word of God. Have the word of God. There's a beautiful book called Building Up Your Arsenal. Look for it. Amen. So, there's something the word of God does to your inner man. Do you have a person called Kimberly? Kimberly. That's yours. You've received a revelation. I don't know what that means, but it was given to me. You read the word of God and you start jumping. People are like, what is happening with this person? Kumba, you've got your thing. 
The book of John chapter 8 and verse 32 says, You will know the truth and the truth will set you. Are we talking about warfare? You can only debunk the lies when you know the truth of God's word. You won't fear what you don't understand. You, you, is that the correct statement? You won't fear what you don't understand. What you understand. Meanwhile, there's a woman called Sumaya. I, I didn't tell you this is prophetic. Sumaya. You might be online or you might be in the building. I have been sent to tell you that today is the day of making a public declaration of your faith. I'm being told that the man who has been visiting you has told me to tell you that. You know yourself, do what, what you've had. Refuse the negative reports. Those who possess the land God has promised must have faith. There weren't too many giants that God has promised you in the land that God has promised you, but the one who has given you that land has deposited something inside of you. He's only looking for those who take him by his words. I sense that God is giving somebody land, but they're rejecting it by fear. You have been approached many times over this land to take it, but you've refused. Your excuse is that you are still focused on something more important. Here is the word. This is when the word came. Wednesday the 17th at 3.48 a.m. The word came. Possess the, the land. It's in block. Block black. Possess the land. And it's in capital. God is up to something, but secure position first. You will testify later. As I preach, send a text to that person because God is involved. The spirit that has been controlling that decision has been overpowered by the word of God. I'm very convinced. Mm. So how do you overcome fear by radical faith? Standing out. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 says that I want to use the, the message Bible. And I see Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. The message Bible. There is something that says the last part. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 that arise, shine, for your light has come. You must move by faith to be able to shine. I'm talking about what is blocking you from shining. It is the fear of living. It's the fear of moving. It's the fear of getting to the lampstand. Light exposes things which are logically, which logically are impossible, but, but, but which by faith, understanding of the heart are possible. God is impressed by faith. He is touched by our thinking with our hearts, not with our brains. All the people God has used greatly have been those who have believed him and taken him by the standard which he has set, the word. It is imagining with our heart that the word is made flesh. Eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that imagine. Your brain supports what you have imagined in your heart. 
Vision is not logical. Otherwise, how do you explain smart people in Kampala without homes of their own? For I did not give you a spirit of fear, but I gave you a spirit of faith. As a child of God, I must walk by faith, not by sight. Sight is canon. It means your physical eyes will always meet you from seeing things in the right perspective. A lot of what makes you cry is actually not really worrisome. Does not make, you don't even need to be worried. Yes. Fear has a way to always exaggerate situations. Have you seen the problem from many angles or you are mixing in your emotions? Amen. The Bible says the entrance of thy word brings light and understanding. Illumination. What if I told you it's a scarecrow? They don't bring a scarecrow into the garden when they are planting. They bring it at the harvest time. Could it be that they know something you don't know? What would be the best time to put a scarecrow in the garden? Can you observe the phenomenon objectively? Is that really a person or a scarecrow? You will gain confidence in knowing that the people you actually fear, fear you. Dear scarecrow. <laughs> they put a scarecrow in the garden because they are worried about your coming. The reason why you are not taking the time to observe is that you are too hungry. You are not too angry, hungry. When you are too hungry for a thing, nothing can stop you. That's faith. Even if they put something there because of the hunger for you to feed, you will think, you will think about whether this is something limiting me or not. The spiritual word dimension of faith. The purpose of fear is to deny you the opportunity of seeing things in the right perspective. If I can stop you from moving, I can change your direction. I must first stop you. Fear has one of the elements, is paralysis. Boom! And then you are stuck. And then you are stuck. As you are trying to recollect your, th- your whatever mind, the next thing you know, you have now turned onto another journey. That's the purpose of fear. To get you out of alignment. So we must stand out. To arise and shine means you're overcoming your fear of shining. People fear to shine. They fear to put their heads out. You are putting your head up high this year. Your fear of being hit on the head when you stand out is going. You are going to stand out and serve. The days of hiding behind others for fear of being seen are over. This is prophetic. Put on the shield of faith. Light naturally stands out. You will never have impact when you are not standing out. And your shining is related to your rising. Your impact will be skewed if you refuse to allow the light to shine. Hallelujah. We need to forget about being relevant without a revelation. God must be pleased at all costs. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. But how can you please God when you're not putting out your, your head? It's not humidity. It is stupidity. 
Excuse me for my language. You must engage in something extraordinary to touch God. It takes faith to do extraordinary things. You are going to deal with your fear of speaking before people. I fear speaking before people. If you know me. You touch God when you stand out. God wants us to arise to move to touch him. Men of faith do extraordinary things for God. Their actions make them stand out. Cain offered a more excellent sacrifice than Abel. Their extraordinary actions bring glory to God. Solomon gave a thousand burnt offerings. He touched God. There are people who want to touch God to touch them. Then there are others who are an extension of God's hand. That's a stretch. That when they touch you, God has touched you. I want to be like those people. Meanwhile, tonight I want to pray that many people are going to be released. That they are going to function in their God-given assignments. Oh, yes. That's why I'm going through my notes very fast so that we can have enough time to pray. Amen. So, you must shine the light that shone upon you. You must stand out. So what does it mean to stand out? Arising is waking up. It means you've been sleeping. It is moving from one position to another. Arising is movement. You are going to step into that which was spoken over you. Prophets are prophets because they speak. If a prophet is stopped from speaking, they are rendered useless. A prophet must speak even when they fear. Let me tell you, you are going to speak it out. Because the lives of many are hanging on that word. That is not your word. It was entrusted to you. Amen. Fear non prophet for your assignment has come. Dear Moses, don't tell us you can't speak. It is surprising that Moses was refusing assignments on grounds that he can't speak, but we see him later speaking and commanding Israel. You will speak even if today you feel like it's a bit difficult for you. Amen. You are irrelevant without a revelation. You can't have the tongue of the land when you have no ear of the land. You will only preach what you've heard. You're not speaking, denying people an opportunity to obey God. How shall they know if no one has told them? And how shall they respond to what they have not heard? If you don't believe in certain things, why are you not speaking about them? If you don't believe in corruption, why are you quiet about it? If you don't believe in people not coming to church, why are you not loud about it? You don't have to accuse anyone, but you have to go on the record lest you are misunderstood. Stand out. Speak. Number two, light is not supposed to be comprehended by darkness. If it does, it means that that light has been dimmed or has been dimmed. Has dimmed or has been dimmed. The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians that there are spiritual forces of darkness whose assignment is to dim and to cover. No one lights up a lamp and covers it with a basket. The assignment of darkness is to cover and hide and for people to remain in obscurity. There are spiritual forces that don't want some churches to be known. The things I'm telling about you are so real to me. I've had people tell me, I've been looking for this church for the last seven years, but each time I come here, I lose my mind. I don't know what's happened. 
I hear the people singing, but I can't locate the church. Forces of darkness. You can be covered. Number one, they are spiritual. Number two, they are forces. So they are not peaceful. Amen? What you need to know about them is that they are forces, so they force. And number two is that they are spiritual. The assignment of darkness is to hide. Darkness engulfs those who refuse to stand out. You see, Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And it says that darkness is, come, is covering the earth. And it might find you as you are still sleeping. So, rise up. Stop fearing and shine. I'm now talking about shining the light. Shining the light, waking out of your fear and shining the light. The only way you can contend against darkness is when you are standing in a certain position on the lampstand. So there is a height darkness can't reach. You see, you, you, you are the one seeing darkness. At a certain height, it's not darkness. Oh, yes. Darkness engulfs only those who refuse to stand out. There is a height darkness can't reach. Darkness rules over a room in a certain height. There is no darkness in the sky at night. Standing out will make you do difficult things you know because you know you are in the limelight. Yeah. There are things you can't do because the spotlight is on you. Some people are doing a lot of things because they are in obscurity. They are doing a lot of sin and everything because they are in obscurity. There's an accountability that comes with being in the light. Standing out will determine how much you give in church. You have a standard when you stand out. Amen. Number three. Rejecting mediocrity. I'm talking about, by the way, I'm talking about faith. Rejecting mediocrity is faith. Yeah. Because you can have things around you, you know inside of you that something is wrong. But because everyone else has accepted it as a standard, you don't want to offend people. There are people that just by being around them, you'll have to sort yourself. You'll have to wear a perfume. Your phone will not have scratches. Your car will not have dents. That uncomfortable feeling people have around you has a reward. Reject being defined by the environment around you. There is a crown in hating mediocrity. I'm going to show you a scripture. Psalms 45 verse 7. I love this scripture. It's also there in Hebrews. Because you've loved righteousness and hated wickedness, it is not enough to love righteousness and not hate wickedness. Because you've loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Mediocrity is wickedness. Therefore God, and for emphasis, your God, not their God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. You can only rise above others when you reject mediocrity by faith. Amen. Most of your greatest accusations are not going to come from the things you did, but the things you have refused to do. What you reject makes you stand out. Daniel and company rejected the food and the practices of Babylon. 
Amen? And because of this, he was accused of many things. There's a scripture in, in Daniel chapter 5 and verse 17. Banangi. But you see, you are not going to speak to kings like that. They start with giving you their food. And Daniel answered and said to the, before the king, Let your gifts be for yourself, Mr. Sir, and give your rewards another. Yet I will read the writing of the king to the king and make known to him the interpretation. The king told him, I have some money here. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this. Then Daniel said, look here. No, it is also faith to speak to the king that way. And this faith is coming from somewhere. There are certain things that he has rejected right on the own start. You're telling the king, you give your money to other people. There are some people who are interested in these things. And that's why Daniel served several kings. He had faith. The faith to be the only right person when everyone else has, has failed. When everyone else has succumbed to deceit. When everyone else has believed a certain standard, it's faith. It's the warfare dimension of faith I'm talking about. Are you aware that Jesus rejected the Pharisees and he was accused of many things? They wanted to set a standard for him. Joseph rejected Potiphar's wife and was accused of many, many things. Micaiah rejected Ahab's table and was accused of sorts of things. The plan is to paint you dark to look like the dark and darkness will engulf the people. It will cover the earth. Forces of darkness have an assignment to cover. You must stand out by faith. Your goal is to cover your light. Their goal is to cover the, your light. Darkness hates light because light stands out. Your standing out exposes darkness. Until you stand out, some people will set darkness as a standard. Leave the standard of mediocres. Get a passport. Get a driving license. Get to HI. Amen. That one I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I want us to have some good time of prayer. So standing out, number four, is to be uncompromising on the values you believe in. Daniel refused to eat defiled food. It's the reason why he was able to help several kings. There are things that compromise our faith. He was a youth in whom there was no defect. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 4. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 4. He was one of the young men in whom there was no blemish but good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand. Who had the ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans? Daniel. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says he made up his mind by faith. He refused by faith. Arising and shining is making up your mind to do something. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart faith that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. I'm talking about a person who is in an, an unprivileged position and having to stand and make a bold decision. Remember our scripture? The message Bible? Hmm? Bold? Sensible? Yeah? Amen. So, arising and shine is making up your mind to do something. Many of us will be far if we could just determine, or if we just determined. 
A lion does not eat grass even if it's hungry. You must determine that this is a standard I cannot go below. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. This is the last verse. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. I'm going to use my time well. The Bible says that you are the light of the a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. I'm talking about standing out. We have allowed to be hidden because of fear. We fear to stand out and put our heads high because we know we are going to be hit. I want to tell you there is a shield of faith. It's going to be difficult to hit through the shield of faith. You are going to deploy the weapon that has been assigned to protect you from the vicious attacks of the enemy with faith. In this season, as we are moving into glory, because you're not going to become glorious and you're not standing out. Glory comes with a lot of things. Many people have come down and said, ah, if this is what it takes, ah, let me go back to becoming an MC leader. Oh, yes. You are going to be attacked based on the level at which you are, but you're going to stand by faith. The Bible says that no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. The Bible tells us that you should let, but on a lampstand, on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. You are the light of the world. You are supposed to shine the light into the world, not to fear the world. Satan knows that for as long as you are allowed to shine the light, you are going to inflict harm to his kingdom. So what Satan does is to stop you. The time-tested method of stopping shiners from shining is fusing fear. If I can stop a prophet from speaking, I have, I have them. They will prophesy in their bed. Hallelujah. If I can stop a preacher from preaching, where will they preach from? Amen. So the enemy has always used fear against the children of God, especially those that have an assignment from God. That's why they're telling you, let that light shine. Before angels... Because we fear men. It's the fear of men that blocks us from shining our light. Let your light shine before those men in darkness who intimidate you. God is telling you they are not going to intimidate you if you are shining the light. They fear the light. That's why I said what you fear fears you. That's why it's intimidating you not to shine. Because he knows that when you shine, you are inflicting harm. I have seen the enemy. He's playing around with those destinies. He's just cutting them short of standing in the purposes of God that God has predetermined for them. You are just being stopped from doing something which when you do it, you are going to take away that problem by fear. So shine your light before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. If a thing is not bringing glory to God, Potea, you are doing your own things. It's the purpose of God that everything that he does through you brings glory to his name. He's looking for glory through your good works. So you are denying God the opportunity to receive glory by fearing to shine the light. 
But God is saying, arise and shine. You cannot be hidden when you decide to stand out. They will know you and your capacity and what you have to offer. You cannot hide a man who has stood out. The basket will give out the light. That's why they did not say the, the kalai. They said the basket. Because the basket has holes. The rays would locate where the light is. And whoever is looking for light, however hidden you are, they will know where the light is. It's the Bible. You can't believe in somebody you don't know. It starts with knowing Jesus. And knowing him starts with accepting him today. So if there are people here, you've never given your life to Jesus. Now is the moment. I've spoken about Sumaya. You can be here or you can be online. You have a great opportunity to come and accept Jesus. Make a public declaration of your faith. That God will use us. I've said that people fear. Is Sumaya around? Wherever you are, you can even be online. You look for somebody where you are. And they are going to lead you to Christ. And we are going to pray together. Amen. So, light is what we are supposed to manifest. The devil does not want us to manifest light. We are sons of God. We are called to manifest light. And if anyone can stop us from manifesting the light that we are, they have stopped us in our destiny. You cannot serve God in obscurity. All these people who say, for me, I'm serving God undercover. No, 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 no. In the kingdom of God, we don't have secret agents. Oh, yes. That for me, I was recruited in that secret service. Standing out means that many can be reached. Getting to the lampstand means you can give light to the world. I have not seen stars on the ground. That you're walking in the night and then, hey, there's a star. <laughs> and you ask yourself, what is it doing? You can only function in that which God predetermined for you to function in when you are in your right position. A lamp is supposed to be on a lampstand. The effect and impact of who you are is supposed to be where you are exposed, where you are, where you can give light. Bible says, nor do, they lamp, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And when it's there, it gives light to all, not to some, to all who are in the house. May I give you a revelation? As you serve God and you minister, you may not know who you are reaching. You are just simply doing your business of shining. Meanwhile, people are saying, giving testimonies of miracles and what, what, you're like, hey, that. I didn't know about that. It's because you are Shining light does not have a limitation as to where it reaches, and when the light is switched on in a room, all the rats go shine the light because the people that are blocking you from shining the light are benefiting from darkness. There are things called spiritual forces of darkness, children of God. This reality of darkness, I also want to let you know that light is not in chronology of time. Day is not in chronology of time, but light. So when you switch off the lights here, it's darkness. When you switch on the light, it comes on, right? This is what it means. 
that when you shine the light, when, when you shine, yeah, as a light, you are going to introduce something and you are going to change a season. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 14. And they created and said, Let there be light in the expanse of the, in the firmament of the heaven to divide that day, light to divide that day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Your light has come. Your light has come. Your season has come. When light comes, it changes season. Because day is not in how long. Day is light. The entrance of light changes the season. Even during darkness, you can create day by introducing the light. Amen. So don't fear to change seasons. Don't fear to introduce the light because the light is going to change things. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. We are called to shine the light. I want us to, to stand up on our feet and start praying. Whatever God has been speaking to you, I don't know. But I sense that some people, the spirit of fear is living. Even as I speak, there are healings that have happened. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Is it not the Bible that says that your word, at its coming, it introduces light, which brings understanding, and that the enemy brings confusion, but you bring understanding. And when understanding has come, things change. Because the enemy operates under darkness. But when you introduce the light, you bring not only power and love, but you also bring understanding. Understanding the weapon to fight against confusion brought about by fear. Lord, we pray that tonight every force of darkness that has been contending against people's lives, we break it in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. You have mentioned it, that light has more power that the entrance of your word brings light, the introduction of light, oh God. Lord, I pray that light is introduced in the lives of many, that many shall receive you, that they shall come out of darkness, that many shall turn from wickedness and give their lives to Jesus. Lord, I'm praying that every spiritual force that has been contending against every church, we declare and decree that it is broken in the name of Jesus. We stand in the authority of the written word of God. The Bible says that in the book of John, that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. We overcome every force of darkness. We overcome every principle. We overcome every disease. We come against every spiritual force of darkness designed to hide and keep men in obscurity. Blocking them from speaking out, yet they are prophetic. Blocking them from laying hands on the sick and healing them. Father, I pray that from today onwards they shall stand in their God-given purpose that your name shall be glorified for it's all about you Jesus not about men being seen but it's about you us reflecting the light that shone upon us having to declare that we should shine the light that shone upon us that men may see the good works happening because of us shining the light that they'll give glory to your name Lord tonight that many shall lead to the glorification of your name through them doing manifesting great lights and that the works Jesus manifested light the Bible says in Acts 10 38 how God anointed Jesus who went about doing good works 
Father that will be doers of good works. Is indeed the Bible that says that faith without works is dead? Lord, that we shall be men who will do works. Works, miracles, signs, wonders, the healing of the sick. Father, that the prophetic shall go to a new level. As they sang the song, new levels, the prophetic in a new level, the prophetic in a new level, the prophetic in a new level, the prophetic. Lift up your voice and pray. Glory be to your name for them that you are ushering into their destiny. Iplodo Saliman Rebakalanda Bashopraba Retelele Mandarebaba Shukolon Romendalaba Lamente Brodoja Pragata Laman Redoshetele Rakoto Bloko Jike Prekete that they will shine the light. Isn't it your word that says that kings shall come to the rising of their brightness? Isn't it your word that said, Lord, that gentiles shall come to the light, that their sons shall come from afar, sons and daughters from afar? For because of the light that they are shining, in the name of Jesus, we break every fear. For fear brings barrenness, and you can't have sons and daughters from afar. So we break fear that we shall plant churches. Oh Lord, we thank you for them whose lights are shining. We thank you for them that are rising out of obscurity. For them that you're going to use mightily. We thank you, Jesus. A man picked me and put me somewhere where I could shine the light to many. Today I'm useful because of shining. I was assisted into a position where I could benefit many. Tonight, many people are being assisted by the unction. I'm standing in the presence tonight that the Lord will only do that which he can do. That you release unctions graces, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. You are not just going to be a vessel. You are going to be a vessel that releases. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. I stand in the apostolic function this night and decree and declare a release of grace to heal sicknesses of every kind. Some of you that God is going to do amazing things. He is going to heal sicknesses. And these are going to announce you. The blind are going to see. The lame are going to walk. I'm speaking to those whose hearts are yielded. You see the Bible says the entrance of thy word brings light and understanding to the simple. The Bible says that God is, God is close to the brokenhearted, those broken in spirit. And as I pray and release grace, there are several people for whom the grace for healing is coming down on you. At the count of seven, one, two, three, four, five, six. I can feel it in my hands. Seven. Released. Healing. Hmm. 
Father, may you do it for them. May you do it for them. Some of you are going to move out of this room and you are going to go and lay hands on your sick relatives and friends. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, right now, receive it. Receive it. It's like fire in your hands. Fire. Oh, I have remembered. The Lord told me to speak to those who had been displaced. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, you are coming back. There are stars that are going to come and rest on the heads of people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Released. Stars. Some of you are being brought back. The enemy has been using fear. You started with paralysis and then change course. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the action, receive it in the name of Jesus. Restoration, restoration, restoration. I hear a word. Restoration, being restored to the opposition. There is a position which you stood and you shine the light. There is a restoration happening. There is a restoration happening. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Receive it. Receive it. A restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. There are those that flow in the prophetic. The times have come for your light to shine. That in the nations of this world it shall be said of you. How do they know? Father, I thank you. There are those that have never spoken in tongues. As you open up your mouth the words that are going to come out of your mouth. Receive it. There is a boldness that engulfs a person when they have faith. And as you minister, you will stand in authority. I'm speaking to a minister. Father, in the name of Jesus, the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith, even as I speak around you, you feel a certain presence. Even as I speak, even as I speak, there is a presence around you. There is a presence. Somebody, they're, they're tapping on your shoulder. Have you seen the man? Close your eyes. There's a man there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. There's going to be a transfer. And some people are going to transfer to others. 
because we are in the presence of God. I want three people who sense that you are called into the prophetic to come, run where I am. I've said three. You're going to stand there. Prophet Sanjela, please come. You're just going to close your eyes. You're going to stand here, prophetess. It's going to be a release to some people. Even if you're there, you just lift up your hands. This thing must work by faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, the son of the living God, tonight, the prophetic is getting to a new level. These shall receive your prophetic words and they shall benefit the body of Christ this house has a global mandate we are standing on these to stand in that position and right now the count of seven is going to be released you're just going to lay hands on them in the name of Jesus the son of living God just lay hands on them the things that you see shall help many just lay hands on them. Malambre de Colodo, she prayed about Ande, Rakati, Blalobo, she breketeleba, Palembre, the Cosi, Bricabaland, Rubondo, Shitalaba, Alebo, Shepreke, that the word that they shall speak shall be in season for the edification of the body of Christ. Manderebo, Shekatalaba, Levandra, Bedekoshendre, Leman Terebodor, that her eyes shall see beyond the physical. Eploko, Jimendereba, Likala, the Prodo Shipalende. Rika telebo shiprodo shipalende lalembra di copra di kamande labarado shikabala rekete lebrobo shibalaba ramanta bleko shikapreba eyes that see that you'll be used by the Lord mightly shebre katolobon rebaya lekete brekete lebo shikabrekabalande mambre loko shikabalabala renamando rekete brekete lekerebe paranando shambrika lerebo shikerebe baba Remendolo Bobo, Bremandele Baba, Raka Pricolo Mondo, Gi Prica Talababa, Rete Bloco Giparende, Papableso, Papableso come, Rondo Zeleleba, Valere Rebo Shikapra, them that are trusting God for healing, grace for healing, there is a man in this house, Shilebaraba, Roco Broco Shikaprete, Marando Sipricaba, Father, that you will use him, that you will use him that you'll use him, that you'll use him mightily, that you'll use him mightily, that you'll use him mighty Lord, that you'll use him mightily, that you'll use him mightily. I saw a sword in your hands. Papa, bless you, you're going to release something to the people here. You're going to stand up. Them that are believing God for healing grace. Just three people. Hmm. Your heart must be yielded. Lay hands on them, man of God transfer that thing worship harvest there are dimensions of grace on this house but it's upon us to release them to others multiplication of grace 
in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, that they shall heal, that they shall heal. Some of the things that are going to happen, they are going to be so miraculous. Oh God. Pastor B3, please, you could join him. As you lay hands on them, as you lay hands on them, as you lay hands on them, Pastor B3, please. Rika Balareman Roshi Pregele Bara, Rapelaman Robrikaleman de Reba Sipregala, Lobrikelemanda Rondo Proboshika Rebaba, Raplelemanda Brikalo Shike Telele Baba, Raprikolomondo Shike Pre, that you teach like her, that you teach, and as you teach, they will be healed. In the name of Jesus, as it is with our Father, so shall it be with you. The grace being multiplied, remain precologica barari. That you will teach like her. You've been praying for it. That you will teach like her. shake Understanding that you will teach like her. That you will teach like her. That you will teach. That you will teach like her. That you will teach like her. That you will teach like her. Remain precologica Grace for teaching. That as you teach. They will be healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Grace. 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 Lord, grace. 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 Thank you, Jesus. That so shall it be with them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we trust you. Trust God that tonight you received something. Thank you, Jesus, for the miracles. We thank you, Jesus, for that what you're doing. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Just lay hands on them. Nothing may not happen right now. Ramante <laughs> It is happening. It is happening. I just need one more minute. You're going to teach in your emotional communities. You need that grace. The authority with which they teach. That as they teach, people get healed of tumors. That as they, they teach, testimonies are going to come out of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your grace. It's not the doing of men. It's your doing. I give all the glory to you. It is your glory. Let your light shine before men, not angels, that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Lord, will you take glory? We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
If you've never given your life to Jesus, run now. It starts with giving your life to Jesus. We have one minute. Please. One minute. You are here and you've never given your life to Jesus. Please come forward. I was born in a Muslim family. I became a Christian in 2010. And I started serving the Lord from then on. Today, I'm a minister of the gospel. Tomorrow, it could be you. Will you please move forward if you've never given your life to Jesus? Please. The Lord is about to do a miracle for somebody. Tonight, is the change over in your life. Please talk to your neighbor and confirm if they have given their life to Jesus. There's a reason why you are in this meeting on this day. This is a spiritual meeting. You can never have come here for no reason. It has been at the bidding of the Lord that you find yourself in a place like this. Speak to them. I know somebody's coming. Thank you, Jesus. They are coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm even going to lay hands on you. There's still someone coming. He died for us on the cross that we may be forgiven of our sins and have eternal life. So you're going to pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. You're going to say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say this word with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today, Today, I give my life to you. I give my life to you. I thank you for the blood that you shed on the cross. Thank you for the blood that you shed on the cross. I thank you for my life. I thank you for my life. Write my name in the book of life. Write my name. Please speak it out. Write my name in the book of life. Write my name in the book of life. Write my name in the book of life. And take it out of the book of death. In the name of Jesus. Now lift up your hand like this. This finger like this. Just look at me. Say Satan. Satan. From today. From today. You have no hold over my life. You have no hold over my life. Every covenant with you. Every covenant with is broken today. Is broken today. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let me pray for you, Father. In the name of Jesus that you put a ring of fire around her and that no weapon shall be formed against her. From today, empower her with your spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. 
Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now. 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 Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, that you put a hedge around him, that no weapon formed against him shall prosper, that you protect him against every evil working of the enemy. In the matchless name of Jesus, I pray with faith. Amen. Can we give thanks to God? Hey. Standing out. It's time to stand out. Thank you so much, Apostle Kalanzi. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for that word. We receive it. We receive it. Amen. It's a prophetic night. So... You're going to see a lot of the things that you heard through your ears come to pass right before you. Amen. It's for those who believe. If you believe, it will be according to your faith. It will be according to your faith. Do you believe it? Amen. Wow. Help me give Jesus a clap offering. Keep it going. Keep it going. A clap offering to the Lord. Oh, yes. The giver of all good things. The one who anoints people. The one who gives the Holy Spirit. The one who loves you. The one who has brought a word into your life to propel you to your next. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you all the glory. Amen. We are going to do two things. One, we are going to have communion, and they're ready to serve it. Two, you, are, you want to plant a seed into this word. Yeah. I forgot in the earlier meetings we didn't do this, but now that we've remembered, we should not let the opportunity go by. This is not money you're sending to church. This is Galatians 6 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Amen. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that he shall reap. He who sows to, to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. This is a powerful word and you're going to plant a seed. Amen. So please uh, have your seats and receive the communion. When you get your uh, that bread and drink, hold on to it until we've prayed. That's what Paul told us to do in, in uh, First Corinthians chapter 11. Because some brothers in Corinth they would finish theirs and even ask for more before the other sections of the church had got. So when you, you get it, you, you keep it until we've prayed. In the meantime, can I have the uh, 
the number to which those want to give online should give. This offering, don't give it to the church lines. It will just be swallowed up by the financial system. There is a principle of separation at work. So put the number we usually use for those who want to sow seed. And you need to do it before midnight. Because tomorrow, Friday, the, the owner of that number will be praising God all the way to their arise and build fulfillment of pledges. Because they will really see that the first fruit has come in. My God. Do you sense the presence of God here? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. You have won the victory. comes the world. Hallelujah. The victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You have won it all for me. Death could not hold you down. You disillusioned about something that's closed your heart maybe it's a marriage a relationship or something faith will overcome faith will overcome don't give up faith will overcome Thank you, 
for tonight. Has everyone got uh, the communion items? If you haven't, if you are missed out by any chance, put up your hand so you can be found quickly. Amen. Everyone has got. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this bread. We receive it as the body of our Lord Jesus that was broken instead of ours. And that because of his broken body, ours is healed. Thank you that there is no sickness on earth that the blood of Jesus cannot heal, including any that may be in anyone's body under the sound of my voice. So I command all sickness to leave now in the name of Jesus, all of it. And thank you for this bread, Lord. May it be to us indeed the body of our Lord Jesus. Amen. You can have that bread. And thank you, Father, for this drink. For in it we see the blood of our Lord Jesus. And in that blood we have the remission of sins. The forgiveness and forgetting of sin. Thank you, Lord that your word declares that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Constantly, continually, ceaselessly cleanses us from all sin. And that there is no one under the sound of my voice who is too far for you to embrace. Too far for you to reach. Too dirty for you to embrace. Too dirty for you to cleanse. Too sinful for you to love. Because love covers a multitude of sins. May the blood that was shed on Calvary bring a reminder to us tonight about the need for us to go and do the work of evangelism. To bring many more to the table of your mercy. So as we receive this drink tonight, Lord, we remember the people now John 3.16 lists. Remember the names and their need for saving grace. And we pray that you'll send laborers that are skilled and anointed to bring them to you. And that you'll send us to those that others are praying for, for which we are the skilled laborers to bring them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have a drink. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Have you enjoyed? I've count, lost count. This is, this is day what? Day two. <laughs> what a count. What a glorious count. So thank you for being part of season 21. I want to share something with you that I haven't shared yet. But I believe it's important for me to share it now. And God has been reminding me about it. In December, we had a, a prayer time. We usually have this prayer time with a few people. Sometimes about 50, 60 people. Where we come here and pray for about three or four days. And every day we pray for about five hours. And one of the network leaders had a vision 
in December. And in that vision, someone was trying to eat food with a fork. And it broke. The fork broke the first time. Then they tried the second time and the fork broke again. And then when they tried the third time, the fork broke again and the vision ended. And I knew, I had already been feeling conviction about this, but from that vision, I knew that God was calling us to have a liquid fast as a church for three weeks. The 21 season, I knew season 21 was coming. We usually don't do liquid fasts. I think we've done before. Those who do, they do it on their own volition. But I felt God was speaking to us to break the fork for one, two, three weeks. So I know that maybe you may not have known and you've been going back to a hectic dinner only to restart your fast the next morning. But if you were left out for the first 12 days, Today is day 12. Okay? If it's day 12, it means there are nine days left. Now I realize both 12 and 9, uh, uh, they have multiples of 3. You can now, there is grace enough for you to pick up the last nine days and do only liquids. Amen. Break the fork. And those of you who are about to be tempted to quit I want you to know that there was a vision of a fork which broke three times huh? the, the second breaking yeah the fork is getting broken right now this is Thursday it goes until Saturday and then the last week the fork must remain broken. Now, don't go buy super glue to put your fork together. <laughs> or duct tape. Or whatever it is. So, no fork repair. Of course, there are those who are, uh, according, if you've read the book, Fasting Simplified, there are those who shouldn't be trying this. They know themselves. They are, they are carrying certain promises. But the rest of you, break the fork. Only three weeks. And you're going to see amazing things. There's a lifting, amen. Oh, yes, there's a lifting. You'll see it practically. You'll find that the favor upon your life will be a little bit excessive. Like, this is completely unnecessary. Yeah, it will just be too much. So those whose folks have not been mended yet, don't mend them. Those who have been repairing the folk daily from tomorrow, you can step into a new grace of, of liquid fast. Amen? Yeah, that's what I wanted to share with you. And tomorrow, we are back here at 6 o'clock. I think we have Pastor James Cato coming. So, he has been preaching longer than you've been living. So, you need to be here. <laughs> Except Pastor Anne, of course. <laughs> so you need to be here and let's receive the word and bring your friends. We agree to bring friends. 
But I can see you perambulated yourself alone without your friends. So tomorrow you're bringing your friends. The next week is going to be a special week in season 21. And you'll find out why. Our theme for this uh, season 21 is faith. And so next week, you've been receiving a lot of faith. I mean, look what just happened today. The impartation. And from uh, Pastor Isaac, Bishop Frank, Pastor B3, Pastor Quaker, Pastor Angie, Pastor Papa Kalo. Hey! <laughs> Three oranges. Now, so next week we'll be winding it off because there's going to be a man here who has who carries faith that has evidence and you there is going to be impartation of that faith for you to also go and produce greater evidence as a result of faith so next week make sure now even those people you don't like you have to love them enough to bring them next week then of course the people you like who are your disciples you have to bring them you aren't you tired of being the only one who is doing something significant don't, don't, don't you want also other people to try so next week is going to be marathon faith impartation and if you don't come, you will only have yourself to blame. And you have to be in the house as much as is possible. Amen? Okay. Enough of that. And then we end with the day of prayer. The what? Anyway, don't say I didn't tell you. I want in a special way to welcome our friends, our pastors who have come to be with us tonight. Thank you for coming. We are very blessed to call you friends. Can we stand and go home? Amen. So thank you, Father, for our time today, for the word about the warfare dimension of faith. And our need to stand out and shine as lights to defeat the enemy who wants to bring obscurity. We refuse any obscurity over any light in this house. That no more shall any be hidden, but they shall be known about in all the countries of the world. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. And may, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the flesh of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. Thank you for coming. Thank 
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.